and welcome to Postmortem number 10 of 2P Start Live. He's Tim. And he is Ray. Oh, hi, Tim. Uh, hi. Um, Why are you having to do a strange recording method? So, you know, I'm trying to buy a house and I'm homeless because they told me I was going to buy this house in April. Well, first it was February, then it was April. Then I rented my condo out and then they said, just kidding. <laughs> and I was sick of waiting. So I said, you know, what? I'm going to just rent a place month to month. So less than 48 hours after I signed up for this month-to-month rental, the bank said, okay, we'll sell it to you. <laughs> and I'm one week into it. So it's like in two weeks, I got to move out. So you're like, I can't, I can't set up and pay for internet. What's the point? Oh, yeah. So I have no internet. I have no idea where my headphones are. I don't know where anything in my life is except for my iPad. All right. The iPad first. Wife and kids. Eh. Yeah, yeah. This is about the only way I could think of doing a recording. So basically, you have two uh, phones. You have a phone in each hand, both up to each ear. Yes, I do. One is recording this conversation. The other is talking to you. And your elbows are on the table. And you're just hanging your head in shame. That's how you should picture me right now. I'm just happy because it makes my voice sound so much better. And those who could fall asleep at night with your lullaby tone will just have to be like, I don't like Tim as much. I think I agree with Ray more now. <laughs> That's my hope. Now, Ray, I'm going to pause just to make sure that it's still recording because my face touched the advertisement <laughs> and my face started vibrating like crazy. So I, th- I think that's just the cancer. We might, <laughs> yeah, we might not be recording. So hold on. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's nice to have you here. Welcome to the summer movie recap. Part one, because there's so many movies and Tim, uh, well, you haven't seen any. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a part two after I see a couple more films here and uh, it'll be more interesting than just hearing Ray's voice only. I mean, uh, there it is. Ray has lots of opinion, but he needs some monotoneness to break it up, you know? <laughs> yes. As usual, we will try to be pleasing to fan bases, one of which caring about our personal lives and the other of which not caring and hating us, but wanting to hear our opinions on games and movies. And uh, I guess there's a third category now. which just wants to hear about to be start. The site has been closed for a long time. We haven't really been updating it aside from podcasts every now and then, but we officially closed it with a final five part series comic. And it seemed like just the other day you sent me a link to someone's, I would say, scathing review of the entire site. I was my first impression was, wow, like I was impressed with how many paragraphs he wrote about our comic because (laughs) You know, people come and leave comments, and and of course we appreciate the the the, the fans that le- continue to leave comments. But for somebody who had never seen the comic before, to read the entire archive overnight and write a full review like these is a, as detailed as Ray's video game reviews, you know, very like, detailed and also heavily linked. Like m- oh, most yeah. words linked are linked to, so to individual comics. comics, so like it's clear he did his homework and he references a million things. Sure, I you know, and so it's like I can't really knock the guy for his opinion. I mean, that's just his opinion. I can. It, it would be yeah, I know. It would be one thing if he if he said a bunch of untrue things about our comic, you know. Right. And what you see that in game reviews where and Ray, you you always rail on these because. People say, oh, I hate it when this happens in the game. And you're like, no, that doesn't happen in the game. That You, yeah. you didn't play it. You know? or, or like, oh, the frame the frame rate never dropped. It was awesome. I'm like, you obviously didn't play the last level. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's just clear. Like, there's no way around it. I, you know, I'm glad I read it. I'm glad I came across it because 
And he, he broke it up into eras, right? Like yes, four right. Like different eras or something. He's like, the beginning, it's your typical lame comic. <laughs> the middle, it gets worse. The ending, it's awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. he seems focused on a few things, one of which is the artwork. Which he didn't like. He does not care for the style of the artwork in any way, shape, or form. It's all and vector with outlines, and I, I don't like it, which is fine. Whatever. Which is, you know, we've come across certain people that don't like that style, but personally, I think it looks really nice and clean. There's some stuff in there I'm not so proud of, for, for sure. sure. But there's stuff later on, I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Like, it still holds oh, up to yeah. me. I'm like, this is good. Like, this has been very nostalgic because it made me look at, like, the last five comics or so and just reread it again be like oh yeah that's pretty funny oh that's pretty good too and i was like dang we really ended well i'm so thankful about that i'm like you know what he's right at if if the rest of the site didn't hold up for him at least the ending still rings in a way that you don't see a lot of gaming web comics ring it, there's something unique that we brought to it and uh hold on let me uh polish my own trophies here real quick <laughs> The other thing he focused on a lot was continuity with our characters throughout the oh, right. the, the site. And I think Which, when you read it like from start to finish in one night, maybe you're thinking about that more. That, that was more about our fan base. It was about people who listened to the podcast who kind of knew us as right. more than any comic I've read. Those were a reflection of who we were as real people. It's not like right. Gabe and Tycho who represent fictional version of these two guys. Like that, th- that was really us. Those were our real right. names. I really mm-hmm. had a baby. No, Ray didn't get married. I would say I, some, I, I would say I was the ridiculous character. Like I could be strange and goofy and do weird things, but you were always grounded in reality. But but even when we did ridiculous stuff, it was kind of a reflection of what was going on in our lives. You wouldn't have you know, had that marriage sequence if you were still dating Jessica, for instance, you know what I mean? Like, right. It was, it always had, came back to what was going on in our real lives. So if you didn't know us through the podcast or through just following us on the site for a long time, you're not going to care about those comics and they're not going to be funny. So, right. It seems like the diehard fans really like the podcast and that really like multiplied their love for the site because they could get behind people. And that's, I I keep coming back to this, but that's because it's real. Like there's a thing about things being real, which helps a lot. Like if you're like, Hey, I can get behind that person because he's a real person and these are their real trials and tribulations. You know, anyone who, I don't know, like that's big. And I think just like for businesses and politics that can go a long ways. Uh, that's a whole different topic. I'm sorry, Tim. But uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. I think one of the things the reviewer didn't focus on was the fact that it was a family friendly site. I would right. say 99% of like he had kind of reviewed a couple of comics from Brawl and the Family, and he kind of railed on that. It was interesting because yeah. he and it was like Yoshi like in like an he was sitting on an egg and the egg went into him and then he spit out like a, a shy guy or something like that he's like that is disgusting that should not be on brawl in the family i'm like really like what is this do and he said he mentioned dueling analogs i'm like come right. on like that <laughs> right. is so that, that's just ridiculous so it, i don't necessarily expect him to get that but certainly that was something something we were proud of is that we didn't go there with and so when you commented and you thanked him this huge long essay about all the things about the site you know, you were very nice and friendly. So I made sure to do the same thing when I told him to F off and I just moved on <laughs> with my life. Yeah, that's right. Well, Tim, enough about us. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Tim, so what movies have you seen that we can just dive right into? If you want to go the comic book route, Thor was good. Wow. 
I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I'm I'm shocked that you like. First of all, that you enjoyed a movie just in general. Oh, stop it. Second of all, that you enjoyed Thor of all things because because it's, I didn't like Superman. All of a sudden, I'm uh, I, I can't <laughs> be pleased, right? Well, I oh look, I agree. I thought Thor was good. I I think personally, they accomplished a lot because it wouldn't take much to bring that movie to its knees and just make it the worst wretched thing possible. Like it wouldn't take much. When you're dealing with rainbow bridges and, you know, uh, freaking angelic beings in outer space, essentially, and ice giants. And it's like Mm -hmm. this. It doesn't take much to to bring that whole battleship down. And so the fact that it just kind of stayed above the waters and floated right across until it ended, I was like, that's pretty good. They really pulled that off. And you you look at like Clash of the Titans, which did the whole like gods thing, you know. Yes, absolutely. That was so stupid. It was. Yeah. They just kind of glowed a little bit, and they were really shiny, right. and they all looked so dumb. I'm like that. Yeah, that could have been a cool aspect of that movie, even though the movie was bad. You know, and it, they just didn't get that right. So I, I did appreciate that the the mythology part of it didn't pull you out of the movie. Mm-hmm. It, it felt. Yeah. I mean, it's not the greatest movie ever, but that's a Marvel movie. You know, it did what it was yeah. set out to do. It was entertaining. It was fun. It didn't screw up the character, and it built towards the Avengers movie. You know. And that's one thing I kind of hold against it a little bit is that some of these movies seem to be like, it's okay because we're still doing the Avengers and more movies. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the guy who, who played Captain America signed up for like six films total. So we're going to be, right. be seeing more of him. So like in Thor, Loki, one of his buddies, no spoiler alerts, he can, uh, you know, create a, a clone image basically. Right. And so he can use it to be kind of deceiving. And I'm like, oh, that's a really cool ability. And then he doesn't really use it like ever in the movie. But it's mm-hmm. like, oh, but maybe he'll use it some other movie, you know, so it's OK. Right. Like, so it's a little annoying because I'm like, if they if this never comes back, I'll be bummed. But if it does, OK, it's I'm glad he didn't waste it early. Kind of a feeling they're basically forcing you to watch all of their movies. Well, so so much of what people like about the comic books are how things intermix with each other and things are ongoing. There's callbacks and whatnot. Like that's, you know, there's a serious depth to all the comic books, uh, storylines, oh, yeah. and you can't really recreate that with a standalone film, you know, where you're trying to please everyone with just a self-contained thing, which I think is something that the green lantern film, uh, it was sorely lacking was like lots of depth, but you didn't mm. see green lantern, right? I didn't. And you know, that was the one movie I didn't want them. I, I just, I said, if there's one good movie this summer, I really hope it's Green Lantern. And then they, they they put some clips out on YouTube just before the movie came out. And that's when I said, uh-oh. Right. There was like a fight scene where he had some cartoony like catapult and some spring thing. And it, I'm like, they didn't get the look right. I'm like, if they if they spent $300 million and couldn't get this right, like hmm. what else is going to be wrong? And everything I heard <laughs> right. was just... That the story was was lacking and it, it, they just blew it. And that makes me from, sad. From what I understand, everyone I've talked to have, who has seen it liked it. But the people who are actually Green Lantern fans just hated it. Right. Because they know what it's capable of being. Like the storyline apparently is is super streamlined, simple. You just take yeah. it at face value. There's no hidden anything. John Watts was telling me the Green Lantern movies are, are a little bit like lost. Like as you're going, you learn new things and old things start to make sense. And this movie, was just like, here's the basic storyline. That's about that's about it. You know, because essentially you're following 
you know, Hal Jordan as part of this giant intergalactic uh, police mm-hmm. keeping force. And so it's not so much about him as much as it is about the Green Lanterns in general. But the movie right. is solely about him. So it's lacking the seriousness for the rest of it. And um, I, I mean, I liked it for me. I think it suffered from trying to be too PG 13. Like the music was a little bit too rock and roll kind of edgy. And it just didn't, it didn't give it the authentic um, dramatic feel that it needed for serious weight. And to really, I guess (laughs) I'll stop after this point. The thing I hated (laughs) the most was the whole movie is building up to a point. And then that point is over in about three minutes, (laughs) which includes the scene that you were referring to. So like what you yeah. were seeing was like part of the final battle, which is over very quickly. So it's like uh, yeah. it's disappointing by the time it's over. Well, it's it, it's sad to me for a couple of reasons. One, yes, Green Lantern is one of the coolest characters in the DC universe. You know, the, obviously Batman and Superman are the most well-known. Batman's going to be number one. Superman suffers from being too invincible and not having a great cast of villains and such. Mm-hmm. But Green Lantern, they have done a really – amazing storylines with that character in that kind of universe and it's it's sad to see like probably the second richest property they have uh story-wise be kind of dumbed down so much and kind of screw up that first effort and the other thing about it is i don't know i'm not sure why they used green lantern as their guinea pig for a non-batman superman dc movie because you are talking about uh, so much CG, so much money invested. Mm-hmm. I mean, Green Lantern is a tough sell. There's a lot of aliens. I mean, it's not. Who would you recommend to, be a better I sell? I, 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 I think they should have done The Flash. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and then I think they should have done Wonder Woman and then maybe Green Lantern after they did mm-hmm. a Justice Worked League way movie or something. But but uh, Green Lantern's kind of their hot property right now. So the last five years, they've put out a lot of really cool stories. So they want to really they, – they were trying to elevate Green Lantern to the Batman-Superman level, and they failed. I just don't – I don't feel like it's even close to the same level as Batman. Like, you watch The Dark Knight, and that movie freaking rocks. It's just oh, solid yeah. as heck, and it's ultra dark, and and it's, like, for smart people. Like, yeah. the main thing <laughs> is, like, they don't make it for dumb people. They're like, we're going to do this right. You know, like, when you watch – We're going to make a great watch, movie. It happens yeah, to be exactly. about it's a comic like, for I, I'm surprised they haven't taken a lesson from that because it's clear this is like a committee film where they're like, we want it to be for everyone. You know, we want to make it PG-13. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Green Lantern, everyone will love. It's like, did you not see how everyone loves The Dark Knight? Like, right. and how it did great at the box office? Like, why can't we do more films like that? And maybe not the exact style, but just freaking yeah, do it. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be dark. Right. Especially if the character's not dark, but... But yeah, you don't have to make it a childish. You don't have to make right. it feel like a comic book Goofy. from the f- yes. 60s or something. You it, know? Like they just need to give it the weight and the seriousness that it deserves. Right. Like when you don't make something, if you, <sighs> my girlfriend just had me watch Sister Act for the first time with <laughs> oh, Whoopi wow. Goldberg, wow. <laughs> and uh, it was all right. I guess. And that had the seriousness and the weight that it deserved, right? No, listen, that's my point. Like <laughs> essentially, she she witnesses a murder. And then she runs off and two guys run after her to go kill her. And I'm like, this is kind of like serious. Like this is a serious thing happening, but they play like really fun music on top. Like, yeah, it's a chase scene. You know, this is fun (laughs) and it's goofy. And I'm like, this is kind of not right. Like like, I'm legitimately worried for her well-being because she's going to be shot to death. But yet I'm supposed to follow it like it's just a good old Saturday morning cartoon. I'm like, 
when there's just a mix like when they can't get the mix right you got problems mm-hmm. and that's and green lantern could not figure out what mix it wanted to be well let's move on from there what do you think of x-men i uh i'm mixed on x-men yeah i thought it was entertaining uh i'm really tired of the same exact plot in every x-men movie that's exactly what i'm talking tim why are we agreeing on everything this is boring oh man this is stupid let's talk about up (laughs) (laughs) yeah my thing is what is the reason for this movie to be made to make money (laughs) right for example, there's a new Spider-Man film coming out, which tells essentially the origin story of Spider-Man, which it hasn't been that long since the last film. The technological advances aren't that great. So what is that film going to be bringing that I didn't already see in the first film? 3D. 3D. <laughs> first person in 3D. <laughs> so stupid. But anyway, I always want to see long. Mirror's Edge on a big screen. I, yeah. So for me, X-Men, it's like, what is the reason this movie needs to be made? And it's like, well, it's the origin story, but they're still bringing in mystiques like insecurity and like the whole, you know, just be who you are. That's what's most important and stand up for yourself. And you're like, I can't tell you how many times they told mystique in that movie, like, don't change who you are. You're beautiful. Oh, and like, yeah. it's, I'm like, I get it. She's a mutant and she's beautiful. Let it go. I've seen this in other movies already. Get on with it. I mean, de- definitely the highlight of the movie was the relationship between Xavier and Magneto absolutely but every other character pretty much in that movie was kind of lame yes because they don't have time to develop all of them they only have time to just kind of like the seemed like the whole movie was like hey who are you i'm so and so oh sweet what's your power oh it's this oh that's cool done so i'm like i just spent all this time watching everyone introduce all these different things to have it not really come together very well and then it's just over i'm like well what well, and the problem is they're shoehorning the X-Men into the 60s, and they're like, well, we can't make like Wolverine show up because time-wise that wouldn't make sense. So let's use a bunch of lame mutants like Banshee and, and, and Fly Girl or whatever her name right. is. They're right. not that interesting. They're, they didn't want to pay any big actors any kind of money. So they're not very good actors in my opinion. No. And it, they, they didn't really help the story, except maybe January Jones. She was, she was pretty decent. But um, the, the rest of them were kind of eh question the the scene that was the most ridiculous to me was when the villain tells his girlfriend hey this cup needs more ice and they're in a submarine and then she climbs up to the top of the submarine where they're hiding in the arctic and cuts off a piece of an iceberg and lets it (laughs) drop into the cup and then you just like fast pan out from everything i'm like what am i watching right now And, and like i was confused why they were even there like i i didn't i didn't understand that submarines were undetected when they're underneath like icebergs or stuff like that and so i i turned to uh tim farrell of who i did the rap song with and i was like tim i got a question about that iceberg scene and he's like when she put the ice in the cup was it made of salt water (laughs) and i was like um no but that's a lot smarter than the question i'm about to ask my bad They, they, unless you're going to pick a different villain, unless you're going to stop with the whole mutants versus humans theme. Oh you know, gosh, let, let's let's move on from that because we've done that four times, five times now. So and it concluded in X Men Three already, which was freaking annoying right. too. That movie's god awful, yeah. and like that—that's the part about X Men Three I never got. It's like you spend the whole movie going, "Hey, these good mutants hate the bad mutants, and the bad mutants hate the good mutants," but humans just hate all mutants and so the army is going to try to cleanse them all and then you have a big final fight scene where the good mutants beat the bad mutants and then the humans are like hey 
It's over. Right. We're happy now. And I'm like, what? What? No, Why the change not. of heart for good mutants? <laughs> what happened? And then it's like the end. I'm like, oh. oh. Yeah. So X-Men, I vote. I vote no. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, I wouldn't watch it again. What were some of the other big movies? Oh, uh, I loved Super 8. I thought that was a great movie. Yes. Quality film. Quality film. Entertaining. Funny, sad, dramatic, suspenseful. Yeah, nostalgic. A little bit scary. Yeah, a little scary. Touching. Yep, yep. It's got like a little bit of everything. Yep. Good actors, good, you know, special effects, good action scenes. And that's scenes. a movie I want to see again. I want to I want to get that I, on Blu-ray or something and and watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Highly recommended. Great movie. Great movie. Lots of lens flares. Um so I tried to see Cars 2, but I, they wouldn't let me go see it. So And you were too old. Yeah, they said, where's your child? You can't come to this theater by yourself. I said, forget that. I want to enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you actually liked the movie, even though everyone ripped it, right? I loved Cars 2. I loved it. Really? And I, 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 when I got done with that film, I'm like, God, that was so good. And it just, the thought of anybody saying that was a bad movie just hurts everything in my core because i'm like oh everyone was saying it's bad uh, given that it's a pixar movie not bad compared to happy feet which won an oscar somehow that's what i don't get then why does it have a 38 percent or whatever it has? it's like 25 percent of ron tomatoes now or something like that doesn't make Is sense really? to me wow if reviewers are going to review a movie and be like it's just bad for pixar quality then good put it freaking above happy feet movie's terrible but if you're going to like freaking like the main issue is that there's a lot of Mater in the movie, which is voiced by Larry the Cable Guy. So if you don't like Larry the Cable Guy, you're going to have some difficulties enjoying a lot of the film because a lot of it is his humor and his style. But at the same time, you've mixed it with the spy movie style. You have real villains who are doing real evil and there's real danger because they're actually killing cars. And so oh, no. you mix car. There's car deaths in this car movie? deaths. It's freaking awesome. Oh my gosh. What? Did their transmissions blow or was it the engine? There's car deaths. Do they bleed? Like <laughs> you'll have to go see it because they're real <laughs> villains. And so you have a legitimate worry about the characters. Like if you had the feeling of like, Oh, well the bad guys don't really do anything. They're just there to be there. It's like, no, like they're bad. Like watch out you guys. This is serious business. So you mix the seriousness with the silliness of Mater. It's an interesting combination that you have working with each other. And I think it, it shows, first of all, there's a couple things with this movie. One of which is it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. I believe fully that's the main issue that people have with the movie. If you watch Toy Story, it just looks great. You know, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. if you watch Up, looks great, too. But if you if you watch Cars, they're over. They're overtly cartoony in style. But technically, right. it's incredible. Like all the special effects, the landscapes, the level of detail. It's amazing. Top notch Pixar quality. It's unbelievable. No other film matches that. But the cars themselves are very cartoony. And so some people are like, I feel like I could see this on Saturday morning in a, in a way. So it, it kind of puts them off is that since they're not shaped like humans, you can't use traditional filming techniques to get close ups of people talking. You know, normally mm. you can have like two people's heads pretty close to each other or see someone talking and kind of have stuff cut off. But when you have cars that are wide, the framing is going to be different. So I think there's something about it that doesn't feel like a like a true cinematic movie. Do you like Cars 1? Yeah, I do. Yeah, see, Cars 1's okay to me. It's a little boring. That's See, here's the thing. This is what I love. Here's the complaints of Cars 1. It's slow. 
we're stuck in the same place all the time. There's not a lot of plot. It's pretty simple to understand. And uh, there's not any action. It's, you know, not a lot going on. Complaints of Cars 2. Man, they're going everywhere. They're in all these different locations. There's so much action going on. There's no time for the characters just to talk. Oh, and the plot is too confusing. There's too much. It's too hard to understand. It's like, what do you people want? It's Cars like, one and a it, half. Uh, it's just... And like, so I'll, I'll talk with people and this is the normal conversation I'll have. They'll be like, yeah, I didn't really car. I didn't really like cars too. I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, well, you know, I mean, yeah, they had the spy movie stuff. It was really cool. It looked really good. You know, there was, there was lots of action. It was very exciting. And you know, Larry, the cable guy was, was kind of funny, but, uh, yeah, not that great. I'm like, you just described everything about that movie. That was good. So what part didn't you like? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've talked with parents and their parents said the plot was so confusing. I was going to fall asleep. I'm like, shouldn't it, should it be the other way around? You know? And they're like, it was too confusing for my kids. They weren't sure what was going on. So I don't know if, you know, I, I don't I think it was hard for them to enjoy it. I'm like, what'd your kids think? Like, Oh, they loved it. Like, okay. Well then, so who has the real problem? You or the kids? Cause the kids right. loved it and you got issues because you think your kids will have issues with it, but they didn't. So what is the film really awesome? Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'll stop. It's good. Go see it. It's fun. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to see it, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> They're like, sir, did you write a review for cars Two online already? <laughs> like yeah. pulling out of the line. <laughs> Crap. I did see, uh, what is it called? Crazy, stupid love, crazy, stupid love. Let's talk about that. Did you see it? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was good. It's a great movie. You know, because, okay, so it's characterized as a romantic comedy, which is true. Mm -hmm. The problem is it needs a different label because romantic comedies have been hijacked by Kate Hudson and her ilk, and they're always stupid. Mm -hmm. They always have a ridiculous, stupid plot line. Mm -hmm. Um, It's overtly goofy. They're goofy. There's always like uh, some sort of animal attacking uh, the male (laughs) character. I mean, it's that's such, a, so that's always my, it's always my test to know if it's a chick flick is if somewhere right. in the movie, the girl trips and falls or like, yes. like falls off a chair or falls into a dumpster, like chick flick it's over. And, and there's always a, like an airport scene where like one of them's going to fly away and the other one's like on a, like a scooter <laughs> trying to get to the airport <laughs> just in time. Right. right? Oh, absolutely. I, that is absolutely. So and, oh. uh, and this was not like that at all. No, it, I think what makes this movie great is because they try to make it as real as possible. Mm-hmm. There's there's moments in it where there's where they're telling me, hey, this isn't a movie. This is real life. That's the message that they're sending. Like, we're not trying to make a movie. We're trying to tell a very cool real life story, basically. Now, granted, it's not. It's just a movie. But like there's a scene where it's raining and the character's really sad. And, it, and you're think and he he says out loud how cliche mm, no, because he no. recognizes the fact that it's raining while it's sad. And you as an audience member are already thinking that, right. but that's, I, I've had those moments in my life though, where I'm sad and it's raining. And I think that I'm like, wow, this is like a movie. Like I've had times in my life where I'll tell you, I'll tell you one great story. I don't think I've told this before, but when I went on a date with uh, the girlfriend prior to Lindsay, we went on our first date and when we're there, while we're sitting and eating, Jessica Bariga and her friend Jessica Girl, it's come in the door. 
my ex-girlfriend, <laughs> Jessica Bariga, of five years. And the waitress seats them, like, over and up a seat. So they're pretty much right next to us, like, while we're having a conversation. Now, if I was watching a movie, I would go, oh, that's ridiculous. Right, what are the right. chances they would seat them right there next to them? But it happened in real life. I'm like, God, it's so funny. This is awesome. <laughs> and they're like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, great. Oh, oh this is awesome. <laughs> like, Yeah, it feels more real. It's not like oh, they're going to get back together and live happily ever after. They don't do that, you know? Right. They, it's they like, play both they sides. They leave it with There's... some hope, right? They leave it with some, like, you You don't feel awful at the end. Like, right. it's not depressing. But it's not like things are perfect, life is perfect. No, it's very much things after. are complicated, you know? There's, right. there's pros and cons, and, boy, I really want to make this work, but will it? And... And you feel like it's coming together, but then it doesn't, but it kind of does. And you're like, wow, like this is very complicated. I don't know where it's going. That's the main right. thing while you're watching it. I think my only criticism is that because I was enjoying it on a dramatic level so much, because, I mean, again, this movie is about someone who is who's recently divorced because his wife cheated on him. And so he's like bar hopping now a little bit and just being depressed. Like, that's not a very funny story. You know, like that's overall it's dramatic and sad. Right. And I would say the majority of the film is dr- is drama, but they throw in comedy every now and then, just like there is in real life. I don't care how sad you are. Funny things happen, whether you think they're funny or not. You know, someone looking someone on the outside looking in can find sad things actually kind of a little bit funny, you know. Sure. And so, like, you have that experience here where they're not afraid to toss out comedy. And I think my only problem with it is that towards the end, there's a big shift that happens. And you'll know it when you see it, but it becomes overtly I'd say goofy, cartoony and and funny. And to my girlfriend, Lindsay, she was like, that's when it really picked up for me. But for me, I'm right. like, that's when I started getting scared. I was getting very scared. And I think that's because it started turning into a little bit more of your typical romantic comedy where yeah, it's a you know, little it bit. Was, it was interesting. I actually like that scene. Um, I did. I do too, but it scared me. Yeah, I agree. Cause it, cause it did get a little goofy and then you're starting to think, yeah, is this going that direction? But it, right. It, it pulls back from that, you know, it, right. It, you think it's going to keep going and then it's like they, they, they kind of, they stop that. So right. it, it was a good scene, but you're right. It, it, it felt like this is going to be typical again, but that just tells you how it's not a typical film, you know? And it proves that the comedy always takes a passenger seat to the main course, which is yeah. the drama part of it, which is very great. It's just great. Highly recommend that movie. Yeah, yeah, it was, and Steve Carell, you know, he's he's just a good actor. You know, I, I love him in the office, but he doesn't always have to be super dumb and goofy. You know, right? He, and I, I'm not a big Steve Carell fan, and I thought he did it very well. Yeah, yeah, I was I, I was very pleased with his performance because normally, again, it's the awkward humor stuff is usually what he does. If you think about yeah. it, it's like Anchorman, you know. He just yells something. He just yells nonsense, and it's funny. You know, right? But you take his look. And if he wasn't a famous person, you'd say that looks like a regular guy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And yeah. and so he just played a regular guy and he did it very Every well. Every character looked and matched the roles very, very well. Yeah. Again, nothing to argue about. Yeah. This is this What is happened strange. to us? I'll have to watch Cars 2 so I can hate on it. <laughs> Seriously. I would love to talk with you about that in rich detail. Yes. Uh, um, uh, so good. I, I, I haven't seen Captain America yet. Um, I was kind of mm-hmm. superheroed out. I here's the thing with Captain America, if I can, real quick. Captain America and all the normal human stuff is pretty well done. Um, very much the Rocketeer, all in, it, in its best qualities. Right. But then the villains, the freaking Red Skull, are like f- 
pretty much out of G.I. Joe. Like, it just has a completely different vibe to it of like, oh, God, this is goofy. And it's like, okay, he's a Nazi, he wants to take over the world. So what? Like, what's the like? So it feels generic a little like he does not. (sighs) There were just things in it that were frustrating. For example, they freaking Red Skull turns on demolitions to blow up an entire facility that he's in. And and Captain America's in it as well. And then, like, they meet each other on top of, like, scaffolding over the entire place. So everything's exploding beneath them. And they have, like, a five-minute scene up above talking and doing <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, are the explosions not reaching any support beams that they're standing on top of? Like, like what's going on? Like, it looks really cool, but it doesn't make any freaking sense. Like, yeah. get out of there. Like, why is nothing happening? It had very... It was kind of campy in a lot of ways. To the point of, like... You know, there's like giant bombs that they're going to drop and on Mm -hmm. the bombs they've written in English, like New York, you know, Michigan, like with giant black letters. I'm like, would Nazis write that in English? Yeah, the campiness is 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 kind of why I wasn't totally into the idea. But um, I mean, it did get decent reviews, so I I will see it. Um, I just it wasn't it looked the worst of the four just based on the reviews and uh, I know it won't be because Green Lantern's probably going to take that place but um, I, I do uh, we're not going to talk about it but I do really want to see Rise of the Planet of the Apes and I know you said that was a very good movie very good movie so I, I will see that for part two and we'll talk about which that. once again if there's one theme in this podcast it's that bringing reality and depth that things deserve when you're talking about the extinction of the human race you need to make it a little bit serious you know, sure. like that's kind of a serious thing and they do it. They pull it off. It's great. Mm. And it's also great. I'll just stop after this. It's great because you're emotionally involved with both the apes and the humans. You don't want to see either one get hurt. You know, it's not like, yeah, go get them. It's like, no, don't fight. This is terrible. You're, you're just watching a dramatic tragedy unfold. And so it's just it's it's a little aggravating and it's great. It's just really well done. Hmm. Cool. Do you have an extra moment to spare? Yeah. I got a question for you then. I'm all ears. We were at Applebee's, right? I've never been to Applebee's. You don't do anything fun, Tim. Oh, yeah. When every time I go into Applebee's, it's always every waitress is just that a waitress. And they're always all over you, which is like, they're they're hot. They're like hot 20 year old girls or something. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's no way that the only people who applied for jobs here were hot 20 <laughs> year old girls. Right. 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 Is that is that far fetched to think? Do you think like maybe there was a computer geek, you know, ah. in his mid 30s who applied or some 24 yeah, year old yeah. balding dude? Right. I mean, anybody. I will say that typically you get the college age girls applying for those types of jobs because of the hours and all that. But I would say, yes, there should be other types of people that apply for waiter waitressing jobs. Right. And I guess this leads me to the question of, is that lawful? Like we're all, you know, I I had the same conversation a week and a half ago. We were down in San Diego and we went to a Padres game and right by the stadium is like a bar type restaurant. And it's kind of like a Hooters, you know, Okay. It's it's where the girls have like real short skirts and they're all busty and they're all showing off whatever. And I'm, I just said to Sarah, "Let's eat there." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I I just said to Sarah, "What if you were? I mean, what if you were ugly and you applied there? Like, what if right. you?" 
didn't have what if you were had, had a very small cup size you know what i mean like wow could they turn you down as a wait wait waitress what if you were a guy would do they right. say only waitresses a lot like how do you get away with that and and uh, i do wonder that is it lawful because remember abercrombie got sued by a whole bunch of people saying they weren't allowed people weren't allowed to work there because they weren't pretty enough or whatever you know right. they need to be like models to work there See, I, this is where I, i'm strange because i'm shocked that this is happening but at the same time i'm like look if you had multiple people applying and you're gonna have someone walking around the table serving things part of but me would be like i would want someone more attractive for this role like i feel yeah. like business will probably be better than someone who doesn't shower on a regular basis or something, you know, <laughs> right. like it just well, seems like else, you want people to be friendly and people to right. want to come back because of the staff. Right. I guess it's, it's like so much of just being a waitress is very much the, the attitude, the visuals, like what do they do? They take food and bring it to you, you know, like the, anybody can do that. So let me hire someone who will be better suited for that role, you know? And so yeah, probably I, is like, I'm okay with that happening. But then I'm like, but why is it happening? But we're not supposed to have it happening. I don't get it. I'm all confused. Yeah, I, I don't mind it because I think you should be able to hire whoever you want that's going to help your business. And if right. I don't really care what, what the reasons are, if if you're hiring only you know hot chicks to serve food and they're all breaking dishes left and right, then... You know, you deserve what you get. You know, you need qualified yes. people, but among the qualified people, if you want to pick the prettiest girl, I I don't really blame you. You know, I right. mean that that's fine. I, I but but like what like you're saying, I'm kind of surprised it's going on because I thought that was sort of not allowed. Uh, if there's any lawyers that are listening to this, <laughs> what do you think? Oh goodness! One more thing to draw your attention to, Tim. Yes. Besides the waitresses. Besides good-looking waitresses. Uh, I ran across this article recently, which says the following, and I wanted your take on it. Uh, Article says, in its second paragraph, it may not rank as the most compelling reason to curb greenhouse gases, but reducing our emissions might just save humanity from a preemptive alien attack, (laughs) scientists claim. (laughs) Tim's take. Go. That is one of the most ridiculous things. If that, now that is not like the Onion or something like that. That's like a serious no. news article. No, this was uh, the Guardian.co.uk. Okay. Have we really come to this? We have. have we, are we stretching this much to 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 try to get people to recycle their toilet paper or or, mm-hmm. or what? I mean, if you mm-hmm. haven't been convinced enough already by all the let's say non-science fiction scientific reasons for not you know for curbing your greenhouse gases is this really gonna i mean are they just trying to corner another crowd like it's just it's it's like look get it we were already given the reason that the earth will be destroyed if we don't curb greenhouse gases you either believe so what is what is so what is bringing aliens into this going to do i I don't really care that in a hundred years the earth is going to be destroyed but <laughs> if in the next 20 years the aliens, aliens are going to look at how we're destroying the planet and come and destroy us first, that I can get on board with. Let's recycle. It wouldn't be for any other reason that's going on on this Earth either. You know, aliens right, would right. specifically, like, oh, greenhouse, oh, it's over. We got to go in. It may not be the most compelling War, World reason. War II was not enough. <laughs> Nuclear bombs, not enough. Yes. Well, isn't that the plot? Isn't that the plot of the, of the remake of, uh, what is it called? The 
Oh, the day after tomorrow. No. <laughs> the, the, the day the earth stood still. The day the earth stood still. That's right. <laughs> Which was that's also the plot, bad. right? That you're not taking <laughs> is, care of your oceans and That's it. That's exactly Which it. is why that movie was so stupid. I don't I Right. It didn't make as much sense as the original. Of course not. Because it's like, uh, what are you gonna uh, It's like when I watch the day after tomorrow and we're getting towards the end of the movie, I'm like, so what's gonna happen? Or is everyone gonna stop driving cars and then everything <laughs> will get reversed? Like, what's the plan here? Where is this going? <sighs> Yeah, I uh, I don't get it. <laughs> I feel like scientists have better things to do. Like, what evidence do we have to support that? Nothing. There's no evidence to support that aliens might come and attack us because we're <laughs> causing greenhouse. There's nothing. There's no evidence there. Scientists claim. It's like, how did they come up with this? Someone's been watching, like, Battlestar Galactica or something. And like, eh, put what, two and what, two together. Let's assume that there's aliens monitoring us right now. <laughs> What evidence do we have that the aliens care the, at the condition of the planet? <laughs> right. Right? Like, if they can go to whatever planet they want, they would have less interest in our specific planet than we do. Right. Right? They have their own home world. Uh, they, now we're assuming not only that there's aliens that uh, are monitoring our planet. But that they can inhabit a planet. But that they're, like, they're green, too. Not right. literally green. Right. <laughs> skinned. <laughs> But <laughs> they're environmental aliens, right? They're environmentalists. Yes. Oh, right. Of course. Right. Specifically to a political issue. Because, you know why? Because they're smarter than us. <laughs> Therefore, of course, it makes sense. Look at you go, Tim. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm connecting all the dots here. What are you going to do? Well, I think I'm, uh, my ears are both sweaty with uh, <laughs> I forgot. juice here. Uh, I'm ready to... <laughs> I'm You're just laying to, on your back on the ground, just yeah. hands covering your ears. Your wife walks in. What's wrong? Oh, I'm just doing a podcast with Ray. Oh, uh, okay. I feel tumors growing in my brain now. I'm excited to move in, have a real microphone, um, do a real podcast, maybe actually do something else on the site too. I mean, it's just been too crazy this year to. I feel to like do we much. need to have a a closing front page for it. Like, hey, the mm. site's over. Here's the here's the five part finale if you want to see it you know yeah which does not bode well for those hoping it will rise from its grave i almost wonder if we should have a grave on the front page and the uh-huh. grave the links in the grave are the parts of the website that are dead and will never continue and then underneath that <laughs> or maybe above it because it's risen from its grave there's right. links to post-mortem comics and post-mortem podcasts giving mm-hmm. hope that those will continue mm, i don't think we should give hope Well, Tim, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been fun, real. This is sad. Thank you for joining us on this episode of To Be Start Live, post-mortem edition. Uh, no idea when anything new will be next, but don't worry. We still think about things fondly and still uh, you can catch us on Twitter. I'm at Ray2P. He is at Tim2P. Check it out. He's Tim. And he is Ray.
Of course, he did love Heartman, which yes. I think is the undisputed uh, favorite Champion. of everybody. And I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. say, I know that's the name of a comic we wrote, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> uh, 